scuffed cast. Dun, 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 dun. And our special guest this week, co-founder of SSG, Sean Duris. Hey, everybody. Guess what? We're going to do that intro again. We need way more enthusiasm and momentum in there. There were pauses between the intros. We're going to do this <laughs> thing again, guys. I'm serious. Let's run it back. Welcome to the 19th official episode of the Scuffcast, co-hosted by myself, Nito, and also Widow. Hey, guys. We're also joined by our fellow SSG members, Tryhouse. Hello there. Sir Classy. <laughs> Yo. And this week's special guest, co-founder of SSG, Sean Duris. It's me. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be on here. I really am. Yeah. Today, we have the privilege of chatting with the creative genius, genius behind Space Station Gaming. That the is... whole genius. <laughs> I requested that. Thank you. <laughs> um, along with co-founding our org that, you know, did this podcast and everything, um, he's been creating content for years uh, before any of us and has accumulated over 2 million subs on his own YouTube channel, among many other achievements that we're going to uh, talk about today, stemming from years and years of dedication to finding what makes him happy and making it a career um and even now with ssg careers for others too yes that was a beautiful intro i'll accept all of it it's been a ride it's been a fun seven years it's about it's been about seven years of being a creator slash just doing cool stuff that's insane that you've been able to continue to fulfill that and still grow and even have your your daughter grow her own <laughs> yeah. channel. Is it, did you say that it, fi it, it surpassed you in subs now? Yeah, she blew past me and now she's like way, way past me. She's just too cool, man. I That's gave her so all my cool jeans and my wife gave her all her cool jeans and now she's just the ultimate cool kid. She's the triple so. genius. Yeah, she, yes. she's the triple genius. If she's ever on the scuffed cast, that's how you need intros. Oh my god, that'd be yes. so cool. Um, so I personally, as far as social media goes, I know that you were first recognized by your elaborate Snapchat stories, gaining yes. the attention mm -hmm. of Disney, and I think that was the first the first people to reach out to you, and even yeah. Snap themselves eventually yes. were like, "Yeah, we want you to." Uh, also makes stories for us. So that's huge. Here's, here's an interesting little tidbit. You know, it's probably motivational to some degree. When I first started Snapchat, I reached out to so many brands locally and wherever, just like, hey, I think Snapchat is a great platform. It's super engaging. My audience hits back. It's just, it's just unique. We've never seen anything like it before. Would you want to sponsor, collaborate, or partner on something? And nobody said yes for like weeks and weeks. And then finally, I was like, I need to stop reaching out to these little guys who don't understand anything. I'm just going to go for it. So I reached out to like Disney, Taco Bell, Red Bull, like those three big boys. And all mm -hmm. three of them hit back super duper excited. And yeah, Disney was the very first <laughs> brand to sponsor Snapchat ever. And I was the first creator to get sponsored on Snapchat ever. And so it just kind of goes to show that like shoot big sometimes and it works out better than shooting small you know start of a that's, legacy though right yeah that's turn that into a poster <laughs> we didn't even i didn't even know that that's you're yeah. like trying to start with what you thought was like reasonable yeah. and you're like you know what no 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 <laughs> right you just go straight to disney <laughs> yeah it's it's a balance though because you need to like dream really big but you also need to be super realistic or else you won't find success so you know, there's really no secret or balance to that. It's just going down every road and trying your hardest and seeing what works. Both the easy stuff and the hard stuff or the, the simple stuff and then the insane stuff like, oh, what if I could get a collab with Mr. Beast? Like, that's not where you're going to start. You got to start smaller. But then if you like think that big and eventually like become friends, that could happen, you know? So. Yeah. And then and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like you were you were you didn't like wait. For them to get back to you you like kept creating content through the whole thing you were you were out there and i feel like a lot of people a lot of things that is a problem with content creation people will have like that end game like say if somebody else was like i'm gonna reach out to disney so that i can make content for disney and then they don't make content in the meantime or they let that yeah. like not hearing back from you know that brand stop them from that idea or stop them from creating the content because they were waiting for it but you you got recognized and you got answered by all these people because you were creating content constantly that people were watching no matter what i was i was making i was doing deals for them already i mean it was snapchat it was unproven so i was doing way dope like 
deals and content around Taco Bell and Red Bull. And like when Taco Bell had the quesalupa, I like drew a picture of like a taco and a quesadilla getting married. And then they were on the beach on the honeymoon. And then it was like nine months later and she was like a pregnant taco. And then the quesalupa was born. <laughs> and I made this elaborate Snapchat and it got their attention. So it was like, rather than just wait to be paid or receive in return, sometimes you just got to give and go the extra mile and then people reciprocate, especially when it's something new. Was there a particular story you remember that you worked on that was your favorite? Like you put your heart and soul into it and you're like, this Snapchat story, it's just, it's going to blow up. And you still look back to it and be like, dang, that was a good, good story. Well, I heard something crazy. Snapchat stories didn't blow up. There was no algorithm. There was no search. You didn't even have a page. Just the same amount of people that viewed your snaps always viewed them. And you just had to slowly grow. There was no blowing up. Isn't that wild? Right, because there's no algorithm. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, out of all the platforms, guys, I chose the wrong one to try and blow up on. It was so <laughs> difficult. But at the same time, that's kind of why it worked, right? Because it was unique. Like, how many famous Snapchatters were there? Not that many. Um, so I really had to, I guess, build my own luck there. Um, favorite story, though, it, it actually, rather than pouring my heart and soul into it, it kind of like stole a little piece of my heart and soul, but it was a super cool experience. It was just <laughs> long. Uh, Disney has a 24-hour event where the parks are open for 24 hours. I had done a bunch of cool stuff with them, and uh, we started the 24-hour celebration at 4 a.m. on the East Coast in Florida and went around Disney World, started the Snapchat story, did all this fun stuff for the first half of the day, just went 110%, and then got quickly escorted. It was so cool i was like in a limo and there was a cop escort because we needed to make time to the airport flew to la was escorted rapidly to disneyland barely lost like i think it was like 20 minutes of time after like the time zone changes or something maybe it was an hour and 20 i can't remember but didn't lose that much time was back in disneyland and then went till 4 a.m when they closed the park down in disneyland oh my god west coast time so yeah, I was like 28 wait, hours of Disney. Uh, <laughs> wait, were you like, how, how were you recording this? Was this like... On Snapchat. It all disappeared. Like non- can't even show you. Oh. oh. I can't. Oh, that's, that's so hard me. to think about because we live in a generation now like with content where like you can save it and you, you keep it and you document it and you archive yeah. it. You know what I mean? For Snapchat later things. Hard. I can't even imagine creating <laughs> content that would just disappear and there was no... Oh my god! I also can't imagine that many hours at Disney. As someone who used to live in Florida, and I was a nanny for a little bit, and I like had to go like every weekend to Disneyland for or Disney World for a couple hours. I can't imagine spending that that long at a Disney park. Oh my god! And not to mention traveling across the country and doing it all over. Oh, and no lie, Kate. This is true. True part of the story. Get to my gate. And it's just full of these, like, I think they were volleyball girls from high school that were just super pumped. They just won a tournament or something, and they were all, like, taking pictures and throwing Twizzlers, and, like, they were just hyped. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be wild. And I ended up in the dead middle of the plane, surrounded, like, literally in front of me, behind me, to the side of me, just by these volleyball girls that were hyped. And they were, like, squilling the whole airplane, just having fun. Yeah. And true story. I can't believe I'm remembering this. (laughs) I fell asleep at one point and I woke up to one of them taking a Snapchat of like touching my nose with Twizzlers and then they all giggled and I was like, what is happening right now? I am so tired. Like, think about it. And I knew I had to stay up all night. And I was like, these guys don't even know I'm running Disney World Snapchat right now. And they're like Snapchatting me sleeping with Twizzlers. Anyways, that's really (laughs) bad. I'm sorry, but it was such a journey. And then the night ended again, 4 a.m. And I went and hid behind, behind a Starbucks that was in like the Disney downtown, you know, when you exit Mm -hmm. Disney and I hid behind it where I could steal the Wi-Fi, but like no one would bother me. And I just finished my last doodles and was like half falling asleep. And then I crawled up to my hotel and fell asleep. Oh, I bet you slept (laughs) so well. Oh, I did. Anyway, Snapchat was such an adventure. You guys, it was so much fun. I loved it. It helped me learn so much about audiences and content and respecting when content actually stays and you can re-enjoy it or it could blow up and go viral like i don't know i learned such respect for all that stuff because yeah snapchat was just think about this i was a year into it the biggest snapchatter brands wanted to work with me everything was going great i didn't have anything you could look at that showed you like my my work i didn't have like a, a platform with a certain amount of followers all i had was the ability to keep creating and keep going and that's what helped me realize like i need to diversify i can't be a creator forever like i have nothing to show for the last year and i'm on top right now so then i was able to diversify and actually went into streaming even before youtube and that's how the space station was born um we were going to build a really cool streaming we did we did build a really cool 
whole streaming setup, and it was incredible, and we called ourselves Maximum Salt, and some familiar names, Tall Chicken and Pookie, were the ones who started that with me, and that is where the space station was born. It was going to be streaming, and then I just shifted over to YouTube after six months. So Wild, huh? from, from the first... Uh, point did you guys know it was going to be an esports org this this oh no idea that salty. came two years down the road i didn't even know what esports was at that point oh, who God. was your biggest inspiration that led you to that decision to starting space station like what maybe another like, org? yeah like moving yeah, it to so, an organization <laughs> so here's i guess it's a lot so i'll try and go pretty quickly but i had a snapchat project it was like the most ambitious snapchat project we we're going to create the first like webisode series it was called snapper hero i had to move to la for three months and i lived with corridor digital are you familiar with them they make like really cool sci-fi uh not sci-fi they make really cool youtube videos and they did minecraft videos and yeah, they're rad. Anyways, I was there with them for three months and I saw the culture of their office, how they're making YouTube videos and the whole team was just killing it. They also had a side hustle called Node where they would stream and uh, I was able to stream with them on Node a couple times doing like TTT and that really blew up with them. And I was just learning so much from these guys. And then when I came home, I was like, man, I don't wanna just do Snapchats. I need to diversify. I wanna do like the streaming thing on the side like they are. And so I built a streaming setup that was just like theirs uh, with their help. You know, this this was all them like being pumped, like, dude, go start your space station. That's cool. And um, it was where one person on a master computer could switch between the other four computers in real time. So our very first stream of all time, this will give you context on timing as well, was the night Rocket League launched and we all streamed it and the servers went down. And so we ended up just in a like a free play area playing horse. And we were legitimately like, oh, I can jump from one wall and then fly and land on the other wall. Or like I could do like a switch 360, like drive backwards and do a 360 flip. And like we were like doing skate tricks with our car and playing horse. And that was the very first stream of Maximum Salt. And we had this way overkill setup where we could all be playing and one person could switch from com computer to computer in real time. And then from there, we started playing Smite a whole bunch. Um, and then after we had done Smite for about six months or so, that's when I started the influencer marketing agency as well. Um, and that was truly my passion is being an influencer than the business side of that, like the power of marketing on social media, especially if done right. You know, there's annoying ads and it's it's frustrating to see ads all over social media. But if done correctly and it's an awesome partnership and the brand enables the creator to do more and create better content and deliver a better experience for their audience. Oh, my gosh, that's the win. And I felt that with Snapchat, like Red Bull sent me to go ice skate and do this and go BMX down mountains like there were these cool experiences that my fans enjoyed and they were made possible because of Red Bull that 24-hour adventure was made possible because of Disney and so I learned the power of like if it's done right man this is awesome and that's really where I wanted to take like long term I always wanted to be a creator but every creator needs to build outside of them because you only have this little lifespan of your platform your audience or your own desire to create that exact type of content right um, so continue to be a creator, but you evolve with it. Go to different platforms, create new content as you go. Every actor, musician, streamer, anyone, they evolve over time. Their music changes. Their, what they're interested in changes. It changes. So you guys, as Scuff Crew creators, like you guys are going to continue to change and evolve Like what kind of content you're making and who your audience is, and it's going to happen naturally with you, and that's good. What you don't want to do is always just cater to the exact same audience or you'll get burnt out or the platform or the audience will get burnt out, right? Anyways, mm -hmm. side tangent. I'm sorry, I guess. Back to oh. the actual story. Always going to be a creator, but my like, okay, this is going to be my career beyond being a creator. I really was interested in influencer marketing. Um, I think I had just gotten a Forbes 30 under 30 for marketing and advertising. So I like had a little bit of credibility behind me and I was like, I'm going to start connecting brands with with influencers and do this correctly because so many of my influencer friends said, hey, you're working with real brands. I'm just working with, at the time it was like Vine and dating apps and Badoo and like influencer marketing was just getting figured out. Um, mm -hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk was really the only person who had launched an agency at that point. So I tried to follow suit and yeah, it kind of worked. And then Space Station Gaming came from there. I don't know, I could keep going with the story, but I don't want to talk too much. Oh, you're <laughs> oh no, it's just like, that's what why you were we saying actually on. covered a lot of the follow-up questions that we had about it, so. Right, I was gonna ask, Weirdo, actually, you did something similar in the past, right? One of your jobs had to do with marketing. Yeah, no, I worked in, before I started streaming, I worked in influencer marketing um, right. around the globe. And so that's what's always like, 
That's what it was one of. I think when you first had the first call with yeah, us, Sean, I remember when that it was conversation. you, Mercy, and, and yeah. Sunless, uh, to you know ask about joining SSG. I remember talking about it. it was one of the coolest things. Like as I looked into SSG, that I I loved about the org so much was part of your story, of like mm -hmm. going from being a creator to working in influencer marketing and all of that. Because on, on my end, it had been like I'd wanted to be a creator, but instead I was working in it. <laughs> um, right. And so one day I just like took that leap. So to be part of an org that it came from something that was so similar to things that I'd worked on and loved and understood was really cool to me. And it's actually what makes me like trust space station gaming so much. And to know that they're looking yeah. into the best interests of creators is because there are a lot of orgs and groups out there and that this is not insults any of them. They're wonderful, but a lot of them don't have that background and understanding how some things work. They're either like wildly just esports focused and then they start trying to expand. Um, and space station is, does a really good, I mean, we're biased obviously, um, yeah. but space station no, does a really good job saying, of though. like understanding and taking care of creators and what can help them grow along yeah. with themselves. Yeah. The reason that's accurate is because everyone else built esports organizations. Like esports been around for a really long time and then it's just it continues to evolve, right? And now the need for an esports organization to have influencer and be able to help streamers and content creators, it's almost more important than the actual esports and competitive nature, which it needs to be balanced, right? You can't just have hype orgs that don't have any franchise games, any skins in game, but they have a ton of YouTubers and then they're the best esports org. To me, that's that's like a really cool collective or or group, you know, that's not esports. So it, it is a balance of everything. And to be honest, Space Station Gaming started out as just that cool collective. Like we were just going to try and help influencers in the esports space. And that's that's exactly what we were doing at the time. And it was just a category within our normal integrations business that I believed would continue to grow because I saw the potential in gaming and streaming and all that stuff. But then we came across an opportunity where a Smite team, which we love Smite when we were first streaming Maximum Salt, like that's one of the games we played a bunch. And that was the very first esports I watched was the Smite World Championship. Um, and the team that won that, the players actually ended up coming and playing for Space Station Gaming like two years later. So it was really poetic, like the first esports tournament I ever watched. And then those actual players were playing for this banner we had created under Space Station yeah, Gaming. Talk like, about dream big. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Same with Pookie. Pookie was the one who like really noticed the opportunities. Like these guys need support. And so we're like, all right, well, as far as YouTubers go and supporting creators, we had done huge things with Tanner Fox, Peter McKinnon, and myself, H3H3. Like, those were some of our first guys that we were working with. And we're like, what if we just try and use those same practices, but we help these Smite players and we try and get them deals and sponsorships? And um, very similar to like uh, what Clover's doing for Rocket League. Uh, Connor at Clover, he's a really cool guy. He's, he's basically doing that. Like, how can I help these Rocket Leaguers grow their brands and work with other brands and stuff like that? That's how Space Station Gaming was essentially started. And it was just going to be in the Smite scene for that that moment. And then PUBG hit, and we thought that was really cool. And we got a team, and they st started doing incredible. And they're like, well, let's go deeper. And so then we got a Hearthstone team. And then we just kept going. And as we were going, I was learning that, like, this is much bigger than just helping influencers. Like, these are professional gamers. You can build a brand. And at the time, all the brands, as far as I remember it, right, they were very, like, this is three and a half years ago. They were very, like esports competitive focus like heavy like 100 thieves wasn't even a thing yet at this time i believe and it was just people talking right. about winning or losing and they would tweet 20 times a day like just lost but that's okay we're gonna hashtag win and then like okay we won another one hashtag let's keep going and then they'd lose two that's and they'd be like oh no we lost two and it was just about the competitive side there was no like trolling and brand building and irl content and I honestly think, and I can't verify this because I didn't have a pulse on the whole esports scene, but we really brought a ton of like IRL content and influencer-based stuff into Space Station Gaming once we decided it was more than influencer and we were going to be competitive esports as well and build an organization. And that's why we stood out. And I think um, the way we started was just so unique and so opposite from everyone else who got into esports to build you know, they raised a ton of money and then they built an empire and bought all the right pieces to that empire. We just started really slow and we've actually never spent a ton of money on Space Station Gaming. That's why it was able to get self-funded is we just slowly grew it until it could kind of take care of itself and we could just inject money here and there when we wanted to expand and do new things. So, Sorry, I feel like I'm talking forever again, but I'm no, sure it's interesting it's stuff your, to hear how no, it all got started. Exactly. I think we're that's on, what we're on a podcast. We got to talk. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
That's what they want. Interesting stuff, though. Is that some kind of new info for most of you guys? I'm sure you kind of generally yeah. understood that we came from the, those places, but to hear the real depth of like we weren't even trying to do esports, and then we kind of shifted over to that, and that's why we have mm-hmm. the two companies now: Space Station Integrations that does influencer, and Space Station Gaming that's heavy esports and a brand. But then the synergy of the both is just really powerful. I think it makes complete sense to I like now coming from a different perspective like thinking that you know sh- you had the idea of funding an esports team first but the fact that it came from kind of like a it makes sense from a content background yeah. you and and Pookie like you said and, and uh, the people yeah. that were with you chicken um yeah to have that focus I just I remember the first time I saw SSG pop up on my timeline um I believe back when Sathu was in, was on the team or something yeah like it had to do with that and i just remember seeing the video and being like that that what this is like a professional org this is so cool and funny <laughs> yeah, and i just around. felt like it was yeah. like a bunch of friends that are together making that's what it still is actually right, which is exactly. really cool we've kept that vibe for sure and even if we we've been able mm-hmm. to expand and hire more people off location and outside of the physical space station but it's still that same like fun momentum because we're, we're always trolling on slack and we have our in-person meetings and we'll play darts on our meetings and play rock league during meetings and it's just a good time so it really is like a, a crew of friends who are all like because we haven't raised tons of money and we have these debts to these rappers and movie stars and big corporations and stuff like it truly is internal everyone feels like if we build this we will all find success long term and we can like pookie just had triplets now like he can take care and support his whole family with this idea we had of esports like how nuts is that and and so it's just that much more important for everyone crazy huh yeah, Pookie yeah, just had same. triplets, you guys. Three kids at the same time. He's done so. Like planned. For the first time, like those were his <laughs> first kids. <laughs> it was, was planned. It planned. They filled out the sheet and they said triplets, and then they mailed it off, and later they got triplets. I, I, well, <laughs> I, what? Oh my Guys, god! Guys, storks oh. deliver babies. I I yeah. thought so. I just we called three storks. Three. They all showed up at the same time. <laughs> so many oh my goodness that's just that's insane though that it just stemmed from a bunch of buddies wanting to do cool stuff Mm -hmm. and and that's why everyone cares so much is because it is fun and it's just it's like it's our futures it's not like we're working to build someone else's future it's very much our futures and so everyone just really cares and has heavy opinions on what we do and makes it the best we can same with unit unit worked uh, so here's an interesting story, because you all know Unit, he's a super important part to SSG, um, t- critical part, to be honest. Like I, Myself and the Space Station crew, we heavily built the brand and the content and all this different stuff, but we knew absolutely nothing about esports or how to manage it or how to negotiate with players and how to do things buttoned up and legally and like clauses and, oh, I can't even handle that stuff, right? That was all Unit. He came in, helped us navigate the competitive side. We mixed it with our integration side. And Unit, he worked for probably three months completely for free just because he had been in esports for so long, six years to be exact, I think. And then he was like, oh my goodness, like these guys have something unique. I've never seen someone come in with this, like this direction before and this style. Mm -hmm. So he's like, hey, I want to help amplify what you can do on the competitive side. And I just want to show you what I can do. And so he was willing to put in the time and prove himself. And we were willing to put in the time and trust him. And three months later, he's like, all right, let's really do this. And so... You know, everyone put their whole heart into it. I'm getting kind of current, kind of simp. Is this simp? Ah, guys, I'm getting old. I don't even know what simp <laughs> is. Am I being a simp right now? You can't say that on Twitch You can't. You can, you can. Oh my gosh. You can. I'm going to get banned. <laughs> you can totally be a simp for your friends. That is totally okay. loud. All right, simp cool. We'll call that it passion. Is... I'm really passionate about the, you know... the people I'm surrounded with. And that's, that's me. Good, and, we, and we did a lot of talking about like all the big things that you guys built and did um you know over like you said seven years and everything that you and all the big projects that led to where you are what do you think your next big project is that you can talk about it's something you want to do next um wow this is kind of crazy i really haven't talked about this a whole bunch but if you guys are really curious the the next big thing for me is kind of happening right now and it's uh it's two different things actually podcast 
Yes. <laughs> this is this. I'm like, seriously, this is my first time really like talking about it. I've hinted towards it on my socials a couple of times. But one thing we're doing is we're building out um, our, our family channel and our brand to just be more expansive. Like we're actually getting puppets of ourselves and we're going to like have the audio from our A for Adley episodes. And they'll be we'll have them puppeteers, like real puppeteers, like oh. puppeteer, these puppeteers that look like us, but we'll use the audio and retell the same stories, but with puppets. And we're also doing that with 3D animation. Like uh, I've, we've recently built a team of probably six people that are insanely talented from um, Pixar, Epic Games, the guys who did Ice Age, and, and they're all animators and designers and 3D artists. And we're building out our whole family in 3D and we're gonna have these fun cartoons. And so continuing to, as a creator, build out that IP and continue exploring. Like, I feel like I really navigated the way with Snapchat and I did some unique stuff with family vlogging that no one's ever done before. And um, oh, here's a cool one with my daughter's brand. Her merch, you guys, is all at cost or or below. Like she, because she's so young and we're so appreciative for her audience, we're not trying to make any money off her merch. We're just trying to grow the community and add value. Mm -hmm. And I think the parents can see that when they can order a Adley blanket for $10 or an or a Adley whatever for $5 sunglasses and stuff, they're like, oh wow, these guys are really cool. They're just trying to hook these kids up. And then, you know, we just get all these kids super excited and then they continue to watch our videos because they love it. So it's like, pioneering that new wave marketing of like, let's not take from our audience, let's only give to our audience and then let the ads like be our revenue stream on YouTube, right? It's, it's and so crazy. that's, yeah. yeah, exploring what what else we can do as creators. Imagine if in, I actually have a prediction that in two-ish years, you will see tons and tons of creators who have now cartooned themselves or animated themselves because all creators love what they do. They love their audience, but it's tiring to film content for five years or video. Like we have over a thousand best days ever and I always love them and I, I enjoy creating them, but I wish I could create more content without the time consuming piece of actually doing it. So this is a way I can still enjoy creating content at my pace, but then I can deliver even more to my audience and keep getting more creative. It's by delivering content through animation and cartoons and puppets and all that kind of stuff. That kind of ties into wow. kind of what I, something I wanted to talk about later on yeah. in the podcast because I did want to get into SSG's performance in the winter split, but you tying into um, the the fact that you know animation is coming up up and coming yeah. in the scene. Like I know right now that like VTubers are becoming really popular, and basically yeah. like, you can you doesn't matter what you look like, you know you yeah. can set up a rig and you are like either like. You know, you have like the you're the cutest person ever in the world now, and you can just like, <laughs> um, you know, showcase your personality in that way. But it's like things like that where where uh, content is headed, and like you said, you think there's gonna be tons of people animating, even though it's like it's extensive, like it's an extensive process to have things animated. Oh, yeah. But nowadays, like there's so many resources out there and people that um, I think because of the uh, pandemic have now been able to stay at home and like. Yeah, really focus on their hobbies. Right That's online. actually been the cool part. Yeah. I was able to do it because there are so many people that like got burned by these big companies that I previously mentioned and lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. And now they're like, I just want to work on something. And they see an opportunity like this and they're like, oh, wow, this is the exact opposite of corporate. This is like build our own future. Um, mm -hmm. I do think one really important thing to know is like, the space station as a whole, it's built all these different facets and companies and opportunities, right? And earlier I mentioned like, you gotta take every opportunity you get and just go down the road and see if it works. Um, the most important part to that is making sure that the people that you're going down the road with are benefited and they feel like your partners and they have skin in the game and what they're building and whatnot. So this 3D team, if we build something incredible, that can like change their lives and they can continue to build with it, right? Um, space station gaming, Pookie Chicken, my, my partner Holiday, you know, all these different people, because like they have a heavy vested interest in what we're doing and they get to build it alongside everyone else like there's so many partners in this everyone just feels like it matters so much and there's no necessarily hierarchy or anything like that at the space station does that make sense like we don't even have roles like it's pretty weird we have a lot of pretty big companies at this point and we don't even have like a cmo or any c-level executives or like right. <laughs> everyone's pretty much just side by side getting creative every day and i think there's a lot of strengths to that um, definitely it's hard, it's growing pains, figuring out how to continue to scale. So you can become a, you know, we have over a hundred employees at the space station. Like how do you do that and maintain oh. order when everyone's just like, Hey, we're all buddies. Like let's hop in Slack and do stuff, you know, but yeah, taking care of your partners and the people around you. Were you going to say something, Try? 
I was, I, you have how, there's how many employees at the space station? We have right now about 130 on payroll. That's nuts, huh? I didn't even know that. What? Uh, that's, yeah. that's even bigger than it's I It's a thought. pretty big operation, but it's funny because people who know Adley videos, they're just like, oh my gosh, like Adley's amazing. You have all this stuff going on. You have your apps and your merch, all this, like, that's just the world. And then they find out about esports, like, oh my gosh. So it's cool. I'll see dads who only knew about space station gaming, love rock league, all this stuff. They'll be watching it. And their little five-year-old will come to me. That's space station gaming. I love space station gaming. Their dad's like, what? And then you see those two worlds mix, right? And then also with influencers or also with like investments or companies or other things that we're doing, like once, yeah. once they have overlap, it's like, oh my gosh, we like, we're business partners. And I just realized my, my kids watch your show all the time. It, it's really fun to see all the overlap. I get people coming in asking about Tanner Fox a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. From the, wait, they're like space station gaming. Isn't that like Tanner Fox? <laughs> like, because they're yeah. like brand new to rocket league you know so that that's like that's that's their uh their jumping off point yeah they come from youtube and they're like but what's rocket league here we go yeah speaking anyways yes speaking, yeah, we talk about rock league i feel like yeah <laughs> change the topic no it's it's cool i mean i think a lot of people have grown an admiration in the rocket league community for space station so they're excited to hear about all that stuff too and what goes into being space station cool to the moon yes and getting well, and seriously guys rocket league was on the radar the goal from the very beginning it's it's been my favorite video game since the maximum salt days like the past four years right mm -hmm. so like we just could never get in because we didn't have money. That's the, that's the only fact. Like we never raised money and we never like, you know, said we're going to build this big org and make a website and stuff. We just like slow grew as I explained. So Rock League at the time when it really became a heavy esport in the days of like, call it two years ago of Cloud9, NRG and G2. Was that it? Like the unbeatable yeah. three or whatever? Right, right. Like the big dogs. Yeah, obviously like we couldn't compete with those guys. I have had conversations two years ago with almost every main rock leaguer you can think of, like Turtle and Sizz were some of the very first people I talked to. I think they were the very first people I ever talked to for SSG before we even signed a team of anything, but it didn't work out obviously. So we couldn't get into the rock league scene. We tried to do qualifiers. We had Rock League Jesus, Lemon Puppy, and someone else, Halcyon, I think. And we, oh, it was Vince, Halcyon, and Rock League Jesus. Was that a thing? Oh, I shouldn't be dropping names because I don't have a great memory. So much has happened, but. It was a way long time ago. We tried to get in, didn't qualify. Tried to get in again, didn't qualify. I tried to buy the Fibian team. Remember the Fibian guys when they were blowing up? Oh man! Like, do you guys really like, remember that? Just I, you say that name and something comes yeah. in my brain, but I don't remember who it was. It that was, was before uh, I got in Chicago, and yeah, it, it was very mm -hmm. early. But they were just destroying everyone in the RLRS, and we're like, this is our chance to get into the RLCS. And man, we, we got so close and then the very last second, an organization came in with a huge check and just snatched it. We're like, no, we're never getting in. Um, and then obviously just when we finally did get in with the current crew we have now, like it just felt so good. Arsenal, typical, they've been boys since the beginning. They've played so well and it helped us make a big name for ourselves. So like, I, I gotta give so much credit to the team, like competitively, they helped make a name for ourselves. And then because of that, we were able to go deeper and create the scuffed crew and everything else we've always wanted to. Yeah, it's it's pr pretty insane how how well that they're evolving together, and I'm excited oh, yeah. to see them at LAN actually at a LAN finally the three of them oh, with Randalls. Please, it'll be oh, exciting. Yes, right. the hype That's section the for SSG LAN. is going to be so good. Oh, it's it's going to be, be so nice. great. No, but what's so cool and, and trying to look at the bright side of like the downtime we've had between lands is I feel like from where the last land was to now space station has grown to such a large, like Way larger, bigger. you know, yeah. body in the rocket league community since then, like everyone knows yep. who SSG is now in rocket league. It's you know? going to be so funny. It's guys. going to be amazing. <laughs> we oh have the whole God. scuff crew. The scuff crew came together so nicely. That was a, a vision we've always had. So top secret info here, that is the secret sauce to SSG is since the beginning, we only get into communities one at a time, slow grow, and we only want to be the very best in that community. <clears throat> Meaning we don't have money or time to sign a whole bunch of people. So let's just do smite and do it right. We signed all the right people in the community, signed a great team. Everyone loved us in smite. From there, we went to rainbow six. 
did the same thing. We built a great team, we built a great community, and we rose to the top of Rainbow Six. Next on the radar was Rockley. We're like, man, this is so nuts. Can we really get in here? And little by little, after years of trying, we finally got the team and then built out the scuff crew and then flash forward just the past year, all we've accomplished together, like we have a name for ourselves. I, I won't say we're the top, but like we definitely compete the top competitively. And as far as community goes, I don't know anyone else doing scuff crew podcasts and all the fun stuff we're doing. So, mm -hmm. oh man, it's just so cool to see it working. And I think that is the secret sauce, right? Is the amount of care we have for each community and game we're in versus just shotgun approach where it's more like trading stocks almost esports stonks <laughs> you know yeah. buying and selling yeah, players and teams no seriously it feels like that yeah yeah, yeah. Right. so we're way more down to just build a community and a scene and a brand and then expand from there rather than do all the buy selling and trading of players and teams and sometimes That's getting it's like expensive feeling the heat of <laughs> feeling the heat of just you know like you said you like you like working alongside people that you who are care who are caring for that organization yeah. and wanting to see it grow and a lot of times when you're dealing with big 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 names in esports they can it's hard for them to attach themselves to the org um yeah. or feel for because they they have to worry about themselves um like over anything i think everybody does in some facet but like in that way where uh you get just a little bit more personal you know, esports was wild west it still is wild west but like mm -hmm. two years ago or three years ago when we were first starting out like unit was unit was coming off horror stories of like the old organization he worked for not paying the players and so the way we met is he was trying to find his players a place to go he's like this org looks great and they're paying their players like there's been so much sketchiness in esports and so many players who have gotten rickrolled and creators who have gotten rickrolled and you know that's just no one has bad intentions but Esports is still getting learned, and when people get into tight situations, like they just don't pay their players or they don't know what to do, right? And like everyone wants the dream of having esports, but they mm -hmm. might maybe bit off too much than they can chew, or their investors don't want to invest anymore. Um, so, really, that was something we played into our advantage is like, we're your friend, you can text me, and like, we're, we've always paid our players 100% on time. We've never had any drama, we've never had any bad press, and just that fact alone, I think, made players a little bit more comfortable and wanting to play for us. And we've been able to build really great teams with less money, or, or they were offered more money from other organizations, and, and they saw the dream in Space Station and built with us, and they've been with us long term. Um, Rainbow Six, Smash Bros, PUBG, Rocket League, all these guys, right? Like, they just believed in the dream. And so that different approach, I think, helped us stand out. And it worked. Yeah, it did. It really did. Everything that yeah. SSG does really stands out. And I think that is amazing. Um, whether it's with the Rocket League team or the org itself or the content creators, you know, we're all standing out. Um, well, yeah. and well we don't have to stand things. out when you guys do it for us. Like, look how cool the scuff crew is and all you guys are doing. Like, we just have to enable you guys to do that. And then it makes the whole brand bigger. Right. Um, and if if we create a real partnership and, and do everything we've talked about in this podcast, then. I mean, there's the example, the scuffed crew, the scuffed podcast, all that stuff and what we will continue to do, hopefully. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Anyways. What, what else we want to talk about, guys? Mm, I did want to, well, I don't know. Classy, do you have any specific questions? Like you did I'm say stirring? you had a few you wanted to ask. Hit <laughs> uh, me with some questions. Getting all sappy in here about esports. I, I had two questions <laughs> along the way. Uh, the first yeah. one was related to Snapchat, actually. Ooh. Because you got into Snapchat quite a while ago. And yes. Snapchat has changed quite a bit since then. And... Now there's actually like a browse feature where you can discover Snapchat stories. Well, that's cool. Um, Four years what? too late, but I'm glad they did it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> none of you guys use Snapchat these days, or literally, I do not. I don't like, even I have Snapchat on my it. phone, bro. Yeah. I, I, I Snapchat is so huge over here in Norway. Like everyone has Snapchat. Oh, it's because of GeoSnap, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Is is GeoSnap from Norway? Have you heard of him? uh yeah oh yeah yes. the freaking yeah. jar he, yeah yeah he's insane dude i've gone to Nor norway to hang out with him um I, my ted talk was in norway i love norway a lot um oh, 100%. so maximum salt i don't know how but when we first started streaming our most diehard viewers are people from norway that came over and so um like four or five of my best friends and most ride or die fans maximum salt slash ssg has ever had is, are from norway um, so just a little yeah, fact geos, for you oh, that's that's what geos not so good guy man yeah i went to the norway zoo no, i'm telling you Snapchats if you, if you go outside here like 
yeah. numbers aren't even a thing anymore. Like you don't ask for someone's number, you ask for their Snapchat. That's right, wild. Right. Yeah. Why? I, I, I largely like think GeoSnap helped pave that way, and that's super cool. And like obviously different communities and cultures, but I've known that it was blowing up there, and I've just always seen it. And he even has his own pot, like his own show on Snapchat in Norway, and like it is a huge thing. Yeah, that's wild. Well, I actually that that that's kind of a segue because you were talking mm -hmm. about how um, Snapchat, like what they're doing and introducing, what was late. You know what I mean? And, and oh, yeah. it's just yeah, like yeah. hopping up on things. But now you look at the other platforms that are doing those short form content. Like obviously um, Vine came after Snapchat and then, you know, Musical.ly and the Musical.ly evolved into TikTok. And now it seems that everyone's doing it. Instagram has reels. YouTube now has shorts that I'm still yeah. not able to access on my phone and I'm driving me insane. <laughs> it's um, kind of getting annoying. Like everything has yeah. stories and stuff now. It's a little loud. It's a little loud. Right, yeah. right. So what? Do, uh, yeah, you can say. You know, let Nito. No, let Nito continue that thought. Okay. Uh, I'll, I was just kind of curious and like your um like picking your brain about it, but like the evolution of content as it is going yeah. right now because TikTok is so heavily like there, almost everybody has a. You like, know what it is now? So it's changed people. so much. What's up? It, content's always been king, and you'll always have to have good content. But now more than ever, it's so important to be a good person and care about your community and be unique and just do these things that stand out. The sauce, the secret sauce that we've been talking about on this podcast, mm -hmm. all the stuff that Space Station Gaming did, like more now than ever, that's so important because there's so many people doing funny stuff on TikTok, so many people doing crazy stuff on YouTube, so many people probably posting Rocket League videos right now, right? So mm -hmm. if you don't do something that really helps you stand out and you don't really interact with your community in a unique way and do special things for them, like it's going to be really hard. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely not easy to, there are like, obviously there are certain things you can be, you know, genetically gifted or whatever in yeah. some other ways, in some ways, but that'll help you. But yeah. Otherwise, it is a lot of catering to the community. And I, I, I tell people that is like my first piece of advice. Like if you're not, you know, if you're trying to get into like gaming and esports, if you're not the best player of that video game, you have to cater to community. Like, yeah, even if you're almost the best player, there's a lot mm -hmm. like you have to be able to if you want to make it a career, you have to be able to cater to the community that you create around yeah. your content or whatever. And then that way you can you can let it evolve to however you want, just kind of like how you've been living and things have been transforming and they've turned into space station, you know? Right. With that though, you still need to create as good of content as you can, as often as you can mm -hmm. and go to the other platforms. Um, I'm on TikTok. I, I don't have the personal desire to learn TikTok and chase the algorithm and stuff. I've been doing that on other platforms and I'm passionate about it, but like you only have so much bandwidth, right? right. So yeah. I'm on TikTok and I have team helping me upload funny videos to TikTok and their videos from my YouTube or just off my cell phone of random cute things that are happening. Like my TikTok's growing and it's smart and it's diversifying and building my audience. So like still be strategic with those things and do them. But my real catering to my community is on YouTube. I, I tell them everything and I build out these great stories. And on Instagram, I respond to every single DM, um, literally hundreds every single day of DMs get responded to. And we send out birthday videos and the merchandise we, we have at cost for people. And like, those are the community building things, but then still create really good content and put it out on every platform you can. And I think you just got to go down every road, every platform and see what works. Cause no one knows what platform is going to be the next big one and where you should be allocating your time to create content. You know, true. True. Uh, it's a hard one, but a I safe think, bet uh, is YouTube to like yes. invest in you. Like, Oh, very safe like, bet. I think YouTube is one of the most, if you can figure YouTube out, it is one of the most powerful tools. The entire space station was built off of YouTube, essentially like the, mm -hmm. the biggest revenue stream, the biggest opportunity builder of the entire space station since the beginning has been the YouTube channels. Um, and that's what helped build it all. Snapchat just helped build me a name and a brand and build connections um, so that I could eventually get to YouTube where I generated enough revenue to build out exactly. the space station. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like oh, I can see that. I can see that when YouTubers who have a who have a substantial like subscriber base, like Twitch and go to Twitch and stream, they will yeah. almost always have like the 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 partnership numbers that they need. You know, I'm talking people who have right. you know 100k or whatever on on YouTube that just decide yeah. to stream one day. They will have those viewers. I think TikTok mm -hmm. is turning into that a little bit where you can yeah. grow your audience on that app and then have them also move over to Twitch and then you can have an established audience that way. So yeah, but I can Definitely. totally see 
YouTube continuing to kind of dominate as far as content goes. I, well, they, uh, they've had some backlash um, with the way that they handle things and some uh, big, big YouTubers uh, kind of complaining about it. As somebody who, still... you know, worked in influencer marketing and brand marketing and all of that before I started streaming or creating content myself, if there is a mm -hmm. platform that has stood the test of time, it's YouTube. YouTube yeah, was sure. the first real platform for the content creators and the influencers and people who became celebrities that weren't celebrities like yeah. if you think back yeah. to people like tyler oakley like everyone knows who he is and the things that he does he was just mm -hmm. a kid who vlogged he was just a kid yeah. who sat in front of a camera nothing special blurry footage back whenever and just sat there talking to people yeah. all the time do you, like, know, do you know what all those people have in common they they were first to something and they built around something so meaning i was first to snapchat i built around it and then and then i went from there right all those early youtubers they've done huge things good mythical morning tyler oakley like the list goes on and on i justine and like they, but they were first to something and then they built around it i i very much think that like other people are doing that with TikTok or with Rock League. Let's talk about Rock yeah. League because that's what we all love right here, right? It's like Rock League's just barely starting to blow up. Like Epic took it over, made it free to play, and like we're just barely getting started on this like heavy resurgence. And you guys, like you're part of the Scuff crew and you're doing the Scuff cast. No one else is doing this. So as Rock League continues to grow, you guys continue to grow your audiences. Like this little community we have, this is going to be your guys' jumping pad. And you'll always love it and you'll always cater to this community. But there's so many other things that you guys can continue to do. And this is like the baseline for it. Um, and it really comes down to you guys building this this brand together and working together and having all the right connects and stuff like that. There's lots of people that have tons of views and they don't equate to anything if they don't build out the story with it. And I think you guys have a cool story with Rocket League and everything you're doing. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? It's not just numbers. It's yes. like building this little community, this opportunity. And like you guys definitely have it going here in Rocket League. It's, it's oh, cool. Oh, right. For sure. Because at the end of the day, like numbers, one day there could be a glitch and you could lose it all. You know, yeah. and yeah. if the, the people who weren't there invested in you, it's going to be very hard to get it back. But you can see at the same time, like glitches happen, people lose followers. But if that person has yeah. a genuine community, they get it back immediately. Like you just Snapchat, to... I didn't even have numbers or fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like I didn't insane. have anything. It was to just have the relationships <laughs> that I built, the brand that I had built and then took it from there. Mm -hmm. Like you guys have so much already constant between your YouTubes, your Twitters and your Twitches and stuff that like, that's awesome. Now it's just about building your brand and your story and then continuing to do cool stuff. I think Lethemir is a cool example of that. And that's why SSG yeah. was so stoked on him is like, he's building out maps and doing all this stuff. And then those maps can turn into whatever the new trend is, whether it's uh, the, the space dudes who stab each other. What's the game? Crap. Now I Among looked up. Among Us, jeez, cut that part out. The space the <laughs> stab <laughs> each other. Let's rename it. That's got to be quoted on Twitter um, by somebody. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like he made that map and it blew up, and like because he had that ability. So like you guys, as a crew or individually or whatever it is, like being able to continue to evolve not just Rocket League, but like what you guys can do together and like what the scuffed crew can do together. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And I'm way down to help like create opportunities or brainstorm or finance stuff. Like the more crazy ideas you have, the better. Did you guys just see we got a race car? Like we got into space station racing, I'm so we made a race I car. I want to drive it. I know. We need to start taking that thing <laughs> to events. Just that's roll like, up. That's like comment on it. I right. want to drive it. We each get a day to roll up in it, and then okay, here's okay, our, somebody here's drive our it. Goal. Yeah. Okay, here's our goal. Here's our goal. To space We roll up in it. Roll out a red carpet. Oh, I talked over you. Go for it. Oh no no no! I no. mine was a stupid comment. I was just saying send space station to the moon so that we can all have space station like printed cars. That's it. Continue. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was just saying that we should all we should all roll up in the space station car, put out the red carpet, and then that's how we show up to every land. Is like everyone just rolls out of the space station exactly. car. And walks right I will accept yes. nothing less from yep. any future yeah. land now. <laughs> yeah, you can. Put, I'll be on the hood. You can just like yes. I'll be strapped. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have track and everyone can be pinched. In it. I'll pop it we'll out of the trunk. Just... It'll yes. be like a clown car. It'll be bigger on the yeah, inside than it is on the out. outside. The whole crew will be in there. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited for that stuff. So seriously, I mean, until then, we just got to keep having fun doing like uh, events online and whatnot. But yeah, there's there's so much more fun to be had. We're just getting started right now with Rock League, with the Scuff Crew, and with everything you guys are gonna continue to do. It, it's yeah, fun we, to see it evolve. We really loved the Creator Cup 
um that, that we was did. so cool so like yes, i would another. do you have yeah do you want to have another one's like plans oh, heck or, yeah yeah but let's keep definitely... let's keep switching it up and changing like what the what the different things are you know um right right just every every time it should feel a little bit unique and have a different like i want to say gimmick but is that a negative word what's the positive word for gimmick um choice <laughs> i don't know we can, we can use it. No idea. That's such a positive yeah, a different word. Different twist. Yeah. Look at this. The scuff crew is turning into a uh, planning session for future ideas. So we're <laughs> enjoying the podcast. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't listen to this. We'll These are secrets. If you're listening <laughs> at home. Just like turn the volume down for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> just like um, events like that where um, now that the ball is rolling, I think we were all kind of in this like kind of limbo with, with everything yeah. and kind of creating our own content and also realizing I don't know I, I think I mentioned this a few times but it took me a while to for it to sink in that I was on Space Station Gaming I was like oh god <laughs> <laughs> like this is a this is a big deal uh, I got some big shoes to fill so uh, I think now that uh, and especially now like you said with Leth on the team I'm really excited to kind of like pick his brain about stuff and yeah. Um, I'm, I admire his work, work ethic so much. So it's cool that we now have him on the crew. And I agree that the whole, everybody involved in the scuff crew is just such a, a good fit. So I agree. I think we'll keep expanding it. I think it would be way cool to keep adding new talent and people who do different things. Like Leth added such a unique, like uh, a skill set to the crew. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that everyone yes. has to have that insane of a skill set. His was very like polished, you know, but just right. people trying new stuff, uh, trick shotters and, yeah, I want to get mm-hmm. all sorts of people in the scuff crew, right? For sure. Um, yeah, I can see that happening. Some freestylers. Yes. <laughs> that would be so cool. Um, Eddie, uh, where I, do we go next? I want to I want to ask anybody if anybody has wants to bring anything up before I, I, I kind of wrap things up for us. Otherwise... Got any questions or things they want to chat through? Did we hit oh, all the Rock League topics? I hope we didn't talk too much about just Space Station and myself. Did we hit... You I know, think we hit everything. Topics. I mean, we okay. could definitely just yell excitedly about SSG's performance. They played out of their mind uh, during the winter <laughs> split. It, it was amazing. Third you know, place, third place overall is insane. Ah, Do we nuts. get medals? That's so cool. I don't know. Uh, I haven't. That's the hard part about esports being so wild west. Like we win these tournaments sometimes, and we don't even get medals. Like our Rainbow Six team won a giant hammer, and they didn't give the org one, so we just had to three D print one. I think the org needs to get stuff. Yeah. <laughs> The whole scuff crew. <laughs> let's Wait, uh, let's make our own giant medals. hammer. Yeah, the Rainbow how... Six Trophy was a giant hammer. And who got to keep it? Because it's a team. Uh, so I think it's in the it? team house. It's, there's a team house in Vegas, and so I think it's it's down there hanging up. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's that's insane. But I'm, I'm thinking we all just make some bronze X Games medals and send them out to the whole scuff crew, and we all just have bronze X Games medals chilling in our rooms. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's do it. We should just ask him if we can recreate him. <laughs> have our metal please. guy do it. We'll yeah. tweak him please. just a little bit. Just a little yeah. bit. It'll look the same. Yeah. Um, but no, dude, thank you so much, Shunders, for joining us. I know you probably have the busiest schedule in the world. And you took Mondays your time. are rough, but it's all good. <laughs> you took your time. No, we appreciate you for taking the time to do this. Yeah. 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 I had a lot of fun, though. It was fun to recap some of those memories. Man. Good times, good memories. Going back, going back. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, as we wrap things up, I'd like to remind you, friends, that you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, all through our anchor.fm slash SSGScuffedCast link. From there, you can find all of our individual socials, too. We love all the feedback. And if you guys have any more ideas for guests as well, please keep them coming. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Later, bye. Bye. See you guys. That was way fun. Peace.